All right. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Empire. I'm Pete Barenberg. I'm here with your co-host and CEO of Purewell, Nick DeFrancesco. Nick, how's it going today? Good, good. How you doing? Pete? I'm doing pretty well. We got a special guest today, right, in the house? Tell me who we got. We have NHL All-Star. We're talking about ex-player Riley Cote. Riley, how you doing today, sir? Doing well, thanks. Appreciate you having me. Excellent. We appreciate you, that's for sure. I don't know if Riley knows this, but I'm from Philadelphia. So I did play hockey. I played hockey since I was six. Played ice oh, yeah. hockey. Yeah, yeah. I played for – that was like really my main sport. I ended up going to school for football eventually, but hockey was – you know, being Italian, playing in, in the basement, rolling hockey, playing ice hockey. Yeah. I mean, that was our sport. So, um, right. yeah. So, but I know you played some big time hockey in Canada, of course, in Philadelphia. What was it like adjusting from Canada, coming to Philadelphia, seeing the passionate fans? How did, how did it make you feel? Well, you know what? When I moved to, uh, out of Canada and, and, and began playing in the U.S., I, I started off in in Memphis, Tennessee, believe it or not. So I had a year there and then um, spent some time in Dayton, Ohio, and then, and, and then um, in the East Coast Hockey League. And then I found my way into Philly, which was um, almost like a, a, a perfect marriage for me and the way I played the game and just, you know, the, the city of Philadelphia and the way they're wired. So um, oh, yeah. transition in Philly was actually pretty smooth. My first year in Philly, it was uh, the 2004-2005 lockout year and we landed up winning a championship with the Philadelphia Phantoms which was the Flyers minor league time at the NHL yeah was so that was my first uh, my first season in Philly uh, an amazing season as a you know as a team as well as, uh, as an ind- individual um, so I couldn't ask for a better start to my time in Philly and uh, yeah it was, it was it was just the perfect fit well, one of the things that we were, you know, talking about, obviously we're on Hempire, so hemp, cannabis, everything that we, that we talked about. What I thought was interesting is something that you said that how the NHL tests for cannabis, right? But nothing really happens if you test positive. They don't really care as much. So what have you learned in the fact of what the NHL or how they view it on how players are using it for, for relief and things like that? Or were you shocked that they didn't really care about that? You know, I, I retired in 2010, so I've been out of the game for 12 years. But going back to when I was still playing, I got tested three, four times a year. And I definitely would have tested positive every time. There's no, there's no question. Um, <laughs> you know, in fact, it seems like a long time ago, 12 years, um, you know, it's, it's not really. Um, but it is in, 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 you know, in cannabis time where, you know, back then, really, the only available products was traditional flour and, and you might have found an edible or two. You know, you know, fast forward to, you know, the current day and, and the amount of different cannabis based products and delivery systems and ratios and all, you know, perfectly dosed products like it's a. It's it's amazing for an athlete, right? Not not, not to mention just the, the common man, right? It's just like it's it's very predictable. Right. Um, some of these products. Um, so you know that being said, the drug testing is still a part of the hockey in the NHL. Um, however, to your point, um, they turn a blind eye. They've turned a blind eye for for however long um, around cannabis, um, because they I think they know deep down that cannabis isn't an issue. I think it's it's political why they do test in the first place. You know, you still have that international border where Canada has a full legal medical cannabis program as well as adult use program. And then, you know, here in the U.S., it's still a schedule one drug. So I think there's politics. I think it just removes liability by 
you're not telling the players to use cannabis, you know, if if you don't test. But I would like to see it go that way, where you're not testing because you're sending the wrong message. You're not, you know. But you know, as we know, you know, it's never really been about public health. You know, when it comes to cannabis, it's always been about you know pushing the agenda of pharmaceuticals and and whatever else along the way. So you know, we're coming to a point here now where I'm. I would like to think in the next year or two. Uh, the federal government is going to roll out some sort of medical program of, so, of sort. And, you know, maybe that is the the catalyst to the NHL removing the, the, the drug test. And, you know, whatever, whatever that is, um, however that looks, it, it's inevitable that's going to come. But, you know, again, it's it, it just it's just it's still sending the wrong message when you talk about a culture of sport that's ingrained in alcohol, right? I mean, hockey specifically, you know, there's a, a, a large, a large culture around alcohol in, in, in hockey. And I, I'd like to see that shift to more cannabis, which it is, you know, and going back to your, your, your question and, and, you know, going from back in the day, a lot of alcohol and, and you know, opioids to more mindful, athletes using cannabis different varieties of cannabis you said 50 percent guys smoking i would like to think it's higher than that that's just you know smoking cannabis let alone using tinctures capsules transdermal patches creams and then different ratios some guys aren't thc guys but a lot of guys are and you know and the guys that aren't you know there's a there's a place for cbd products obviously so the the, the level of consciousness around these products has shifted tremendously we've got a lot of work to do just curious. I mean, obviously in Canada and, and being here in the United States, I'm sure you weren't uh, new to cannabis just when it came to the United States, but who turned you on to it? Or what, when did you say, look, I, I don't want to take these opiates. I don't want to do this or I'm, I'm just my body's getting beat up and this is what I'm going to turn to. Is someone that told you about that? Is this something that you found on your own? Um, and what do you personally used or, or used when you were when you were playing? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm thankful. I had a relationship with cannabis since I was 15 years old. I mean, Canada's got a huge, (laughs) you know, like, like, like most parts of the world do have pockets of, you know, cannabis culture. Um, So, you know, I had been introduced to it at a young age. However, I was never introduced to it in a a mindful manner. It was kind of like figure it out yourself. All drugs are scheduled and drugs, all drugs are the same. So, you know, you grow up in this drug culture of like, oh, you're trying to, discern the difference between cannabis and, and mushrooms and cannabis and alcohol and cannabis and coke and all these other drugs that have come along the way you know in, in that in that drug culture so just like you probably you guys and everyone else growing up like you know, there's no manual you know this, the, my parents certainly weren't endorsing it the church certainly wasn't the establishment certainly wasn't so it's kind of figuring this thing out on your own you know so i had used cannabis throughout my junior hockey career my whole pro hockey career, but I also used, you know, other drugs and, and, and alcohol heavily and, you know, and misused all that. So I never really had the full understanding of, you know, cannabis and, and how it's really supposed to make you feel, you know, it, it did help me with anxiety, it did help me with pain management, you know, and those were things that obviously aware of enough to continue using for them. But, you know, I never, never connected the dots at the time around, holy shit, like this is like a really medicinal plant and this is very therapeutic and right. not just medically, but like spiritually, right? There's like this emotional and spiritual component that I, I, I later identified, but it wasn't until I retired 
or that last year leading up to retirement in 2010, 28 years old, another year on my contract, I was just banged up physically. I had abused alcohol, I had abused uh, opioids and sleeping pills, along with still using cannabis. I, I think the cannabis really helped save my life or save my brain in the sense that like, I was able to actually fi- have the ability to figure that out. Because a lot of guys get swallowed up in that darkness and, and, and never come out of it. So um, 2010, I had two surgeries at the end of the year, one on my finger. And one on my uh, nose, there's should probably could use another one. <laughs> but I, I, I made, made the decision to not use cannabis or not to not use um, the prescription drugs that I was that was prescribed and just use cannabis and prove to myself that I could use just cannabis to, to, to manage the pain and, and, and the anxiety of this is post-surgery now we're talking, which led me down this path of like, holy, like, you know, like there's this, this world of you know, holism, herbalism, um, you know, whatever, which words you want to call it. Um, that's, that's not the traditional model protocols of pain management and sleep management and, re- and essentially recovery and regeneration. So I had read a couple books, hemp for health really kind of like jump started me on this world of, you know, cannabis as an industrial resource, not just medicine. Um, you know, the, the food, the fiber, you know, this industrial applications of the plant, and then kind of broke down the different cannabinoids and their anti-inflammatory properties and just healing therapeutic properties. So I kind of had this aha moment, went from years of experience, not really understanding the mm-hmm. science, to all of a sudden making sense of my experiences with the science, and, you know, and, and, and a breakdown of this plant and kind of making sense of it all and saying, wow, shit, like we've been fundamentally misled here and I feel like I need to speak for the trees and, you know, and start kind of pounding the pavement and banging the drum a little bit and, and talking about cannabis and it's, you know, in its entirety, not just like the medicinal uh, components, which I'm a huge advocate for, obviously, but, um, um, but like, you know, cannabis is an industrial resource as well. It's pretty wild and what it can do. And the fact that they hold it back from everybody as information. And like you said, you got to kind of find out on your own. You don't really have a manual. I mean, I had a manual, but you know, he was selling me on the corner and that was pretty much the direction he gave you it, you know, you know, it, it really needs to be, you know, constantly hammered into these people on the, the benefits in the entire plant, man. And, and, and not, you know, like you said, keeping people going towards the direction of what, you know, this guy said, just pop this pill or take this, you know, drink and that'll fix you. You kind of need a little bit of guide. So with people like you, people like us and, and trying to, you know, educate, but really explain that, look, there's a lot more to this plant than, you know, sitting on a couch. I, I don't know if you're talking to anybody now in the league. How do you feel about something like more education for the players? Like you said, I didn't really know. I'm kind of self-taught. We're all saying the same thing. I mean, do you think they would be open? I know they're they're turning a blind eye to cannabis, let's say, you know, uh, of testing positive. But how about actually doing some education? Do you think they'd be open to something like that? Education on CBD, topical, something, you know, again, not going all the way to, to marijuana, but it's something they're maybe- in their toe. Right. You know what? Uh, it's interesting. They, they, it's it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors with the NHL and um, even even like Health Canada around. You know, it, it's 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 position around cannabis. It's almost like you have this legal program, but they don't really want to promote it in a real mindful and responsible manner, um, which which trickles down into you know the NHL's uh, position on it um, and most pro sports. So even if they believed in it, there's 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 this like political 
you know, um, barrier that's it's it's preventing them from like doing the right thing, right? I mean, I, I think yes, I, I would I would love to see that, and we've tried to do that through the NHL uh, Alumni Association as well as the Players Association. Again, there's a lot of friction because it's like you know, like you said, like to to your point is like we, we can start at CBD, right? If we don't even want to talk about anything with THC, just to like as a starting point, it just it it, it just interferes with whatever political agenda there is so you know whether it's sponsorship through pharma it's take money from the pockets through alcohol uh, i'm not exactly sure where the where, where where it stops um because we we've even we've even tried to do this with uh you know the league i played in in junior and the canadian hockey league is like okay well once once canada rolled out it's 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 legal cannabis program like adult use like you guys are already using cannabis all of a sudden now it's legal you know what I mean? You, you might want to help your players maybe just try and like guide them in a more responsible and, and more mindful manner, right? I mean, to me, my, my, the education that I do in this space is that everyone can figure out how to smoke weed, right? I mean, that's like, that's easy. Right. But, you know, I, I think where it needs to go is like, you know, precise dosing for, you know, a certain goals and objectives right i mean there's this element of healing obviously with cannabis right that's what i think this is what guys ultimately lean on it for recreation recovery right it helps them sleep helps them with anxiety but again like no manual no no guidance it's just like okay well like, everyone just assumes that all cannabis use is the same right like 100 milligram edible is the same as a, a five milligram edible you know or you know packing a a bowl a one gram bowl is the same as a, as a one hitter and i think this is like where like the, the medicines in the dose type of education um and this is where it needs to go with the youth um adults uh, and everyone in between because they're going to get their hands on it one way or another but if, if they had some sort of guidance they could you know they could use this in a more responsible or more predictable manner so it's there is the way i see it is like two different lanes one is like you know absolute healing recovery regeneration which is still you know in the world of performance right because if you heal quicker you recover quicker you regenerate quicker right. you're able to perform better the next day whether you're an athlete or not right that's just like you wake up feeling fresher you're more focused and you're less distracted right you're less pain less anxiety all that good stuff but i think there's like this world you know outside of that like really in that rule that 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 path of performance where you got martial artists microdosing THC, um, you know, you, you have a, you know, hockey players microdosing THC for that matter too, right? You kind of find that flow state, same conversation around like psilocybin microdosing is like, it's not enough to induce classic, say psychedelic effects or classic, um, you know, cannabis, uh, you know, impairing, if you will. But it, but it, but it, but it, it calms the nervous system enough to help you find that present moment where flow state lies, right? And then that, that element helps performance in the moment uh, and in the future, right? It, it just it, it just the way it is. But I think there's two different lanes here. But it's all about education and how you dose appropriately, right? right? And I think most people overconsume cannabis, you know, whether they know it or not, or they think they are or not, and. You know, it's, it always goes back to intention. Like, what are you trying to accomplish here? And how are you going about it? And, you know, that, but, uh, you know, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but to answer, to answer your question, 
that that's where it needs to go is like it's it's league down type of education it's team down education strength and conditioning it's, you know team down education this needs to be brought in internally not just like okay well these products are available let the players go on their own and figure this out like this is where right. yes it's certainly better than the, the the old school model of like you know traditional pharmaceuticals being prescribed and then you know dealing with that whole dark cloud where now it's like you got the all you know, open up this can of worms pandora's box of all these products and then like oh go figure it out yourself uh, i guess the beauty of it is that like you're gonna wake up the next morning whether you're, you you eat 200 milligrams of tac or, or five like the beauty of it is you're gonna wake up you know what you might have a little bit of a weed hangover 200 milligrams but you, hopefully you'll learn from that and you titrate back you know but like right. we can skip a lot of this because I, I went through this for years and years and years misusing cannabis you know, an uh, unhealthy relationship with it to all of a sudden like reeling it all in and, I, and understanding that what I had done is almost like some sort of like lab experiment, you know, where it's like, holy shit, like we can use these these products way more mindfully, way more respectfully, and we can teach people how to use these. I have these conversations with 75-year-old, uh, you know, women at my yoga studio too, like where it's like they just they just think of, you know, using cannabis as a like, belly up on your couch, like teaching Trump. It's like okay, well, that can serve its purpose if if you decide to go down that path, but it doesn't need to be like that. You know, my opinion is like like using cannabis and being productive, and also you know mitigating pain and, and anxiety and stress along the way is 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 the goal. You don't want to just like be belly up and oh yeah, I'm mitigating all the pain, stress, and anxiety because I can't do anything because I can't be productive because I've overconsumed cannabis now. So that's. You know, whether you're working nine to five or an athlete, there's this world of performance and it's precision dosing, in my opinion, it comes with education. All right, thanks again for tuning in for Empire. I'm Pete Barenberg. This here is Nick Francesco And I'm Nick. How you doing, man? Good, good. I'm actually excited. We got Kyle Turley on today. We're talking about somebody that really, uh, cannabis has changed his life. For sure. Let's bring him in. Kyle, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be with you guys. We appreciate you taking the time with us, for sure, man. That's, that's one thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, why we have you on the show is you kind of, we obviously are on the same page for a lot of different things. Uh, one of the things, you know, I've obviously followed your career, uh, followed a lot of, you know, other uh, interviews that you've done, and one of them was uh, Weed Four, the CNN special by uh, Shande Gupta, and it was such a powerful one from the beginning, talking about Charlotte and epilepsy and things like that, and then to go to this, the new one, the fourth one, Pot versus Pills which is right up, obviously, up our alley. Um, what type of feedback have you gotten from that? And, uh, you know, do we think that we're making a difference? Do you see headway? Just kind of seeing it from your perspective. Yeah, you know, there was, uh, there was a lot of great momentum and a lot of progress that's been made through this whole thing. You know, it's continuing. It's a very fluid situation, right, as you guys know. Um, but the, uh, you know, the CNN guys, they're, they're looking for... Personally, uh, from my experience, and then trying to follow up with those people, they're they're looking for you know weed twenty six. You know, <laughs> they they don't ever want to put this in bed. You know, they don't ever want to just completely acknowledge the endogenous cannabinoid system. You know, demand that the science community does. 
um, you know, it's the number one regulatory system in the human body, and and you have you know individuals like uh, they call themselves doctors. Um, <laughs> you know, it's unfortunate that uh, Dr. Gupta and these other guys like Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil. You know, I, I've been on all their shows, and 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 I've just completely handed it to them. You know, like like. I'm here to help you guys articulate this message and put it in the right context for that that middle of the road uh, conversation. And and you're continuing to want to you know keep this. Uh, it seems to be a you know questionable thing. You know, and it's just right. so there for them to acknowledge and put to bed. Um, you know, there's a on my end. It's great. You see all the great progress. I mean, kick the doors down on the NFL. All these other things, Huge. they don't test anymore, you know, that, and that's because of all the work that we've done by stepping up for this, exposing this, and shows like CNN that uh, have shows like that, like Weeds, um, you know, and Vice. Vice did a great job with the series that I, you know, opened my life up to, uh, you know, I don't need to show the world these things, and uh, all the struggles that I deal with, you know, everybody can, you know, sit back and just believe that I've got a money tree in my backyard and, you know, all these great things you accomplished didn't come at some kind of consequence. But, you know, the reality is, is that it did. Uh, and I feel I'm not alone and, uh, you know, I'm more relative to the more people out here in their everyday experiences. It's not just about football. These are ailments, things that happen on a football field or out in the world. And, you know, there's this amazing plant that's here to fix it. And, and you know, it's funny because you say that and it's like, I mean, obviously professional athlete, everything comes at a cost, but we're talking about just the everyday person as well. I mean, people that just maybe have pain from a car accident or something that they, they couldn't control, you know, somebody hit them or. Okay, so there was an interview that you did and you talked about Vioxx. And I thought that was amazing because that's one of the things that you know people know they just take an inset they just take an yeah. advil or a tylenol and they pop it like oh, it's no big deal or they take Vioxx, again prescription over the counter uh, versus over the counter but my point is is that how many side effects it was really giving people when all you just want is relief the fact that you know we have someone you know as on your side who has not just a personal experience but a platform to do it to really push forward with the passion that you've brought is just amazing. So, you know, we try to find those brothers in arms that we can help weed through the trash, get rid of that nonsense and really kind of put what we feel is important for everybody to know. I know you said, uh, I know you said it was a, I don't know if it was a junior sale or I know you said it was a, it was a Hall of Fame player or someone that, that gave you that, that talk about cannabis and said, you might want to try that. Was that really what happened? Yeah, that's how it happened. <laughs> that's awesome. It was, it's pretty easy, you know, here, have this, you feel better. It works. You know, I just <laughs> had to have this, of the testing uh, program, the NFL, you know, be brought to my attention. And, uh, you know, because I came from the NCAA where it was, um, you know, very, very, you know, scrutinizing, random testing constantly. Um, I saw my teammates getting suspended, all these other things. You know, I wasn't about to risk that. I had an opportunity to do something great. And um, I didn't need it at the time. I didn't feel I needed it. I didn't know that I needed it. Um, you know, more importantly, and you know, you go to that pharmaceutical conversation, um, you know, 
and and that that comment that I just made that I didn't know I needed it and and that first experience was something that proved to me this was something that I needed you know I slept for the first time in months uh, I was able to then go on to an all-pro season uh, where I was dealing with a lot of stress tons of stress um, that uh, just people don't understand they don't have the opportunity to really live in that life and understand the magnitude of you know what millions of dollars means and all this pressure to make sure that everybody thinks it's worth it you know and uh, while everybody else around you is trying to reach over your shoulder and grab it and take it you know um, this is a real issue this are real things and then you combine all of that pounding head you know, trauma that happens in football and uh, you don't make good decisions. I was uh, <laughs> pretty much showed that to the world at times. Uh, I became very famous as a football player because of my inability to control my emotions. And this plant is one of those things that, you know, gives you that experience. And then you go into understanding why that is. And why that is, is because you have an endogenous cannabinoid system and that all these receptors matter, that everything involved in your human health first starts in that cannabinoid system and trickles down from there. It's the scientific fact that this is occurring and that the medical community I found out was keeping that from me was just like finding out the NFL was keeping concussions away and the damage of those things and what that was causing when they just pick you up and put you back out there and keep going, keep doing it again, you know. The, you know, real life experience of the consequence of that from all these neurological issues, I've been in and out of the hospital dealing with, you know, uh, seizures, light sensitivity off the charts, vertigo constantly, um, you know, to be able to say that I eliminated these things from happening in my life. They're real, these things have happened and you got to address them. There's one way to start doing that, and that's through the cannabinoid system, not through the Vicodin system and the aspirin system or the Vioxx system, or all these drugs that they continue to keep pulling off the market. Feeding the money system, and the truth is, is that the power is in that plant, naturally. National Football League recently announced the award of the $1 million research grant to the two teams, medical research at University of California, San Diego, and University of Regina. The study will investigate, obviously, cannabis, and we'll go into a little bit more in detail of, you know, concussions and through elite football players, but the effect of cannabinoids in pain and recovery. And, and I think that you didn't need a study to let you know the differences of pain and recovery when you, um, when you started taking it. Was it something you kind of went half and half? Like, obviously you were on painkillers, you know, you were using opiates and things like that. Is it something that you were able to kind of taper off? Did you go cold turkey? Was it something you immediately noticed the difference when you switched over to, canna uh, to cannabinoid therapy or cannabis treatment? Or what, what was your transition like? Because obviously, you know, some of these come with withdrawal and the program in California that's when I was able to really understand this as a medicine where I could apply it outside of that during my football career was just using it to you know uh, have a better mind you know to not uh, allow these other things that were going on with me you know really drive me down a wrong path and have all these issues occur you know getting sleep uh, it's 
was, you know, the immediate thing that it resolved. And then the appetite, you know, being alignment in the NFL. So it was sleeping and eating. I needed to do that. That's how you recover. That's first and foremost for, you know, your health in any situation is to make sure you're getting proper rest and nutrition. And, um, you know, so that's all it was for me. It was post-practice games. You know, never before wasn't one of those guys that would come to practice high or anything like that. Um, it was strictly post-practice. I, I didn't drink, so everybody would go get their beers and drink and have their, you know, wind-down sessions. And I, I just, you know, found an unbelievable opportunity to do that with cannabis. And um, so that was my football career. Then, you know, post-football career, a lot of, you know, health issues that were uh, severe and very serious that, um, I needed to find these resolutions for to get off these painkillers that just kept mounting and mounting and then into psych meds and all these other things. Um, and, you know, having the opportunity to try all these different strains, understand what indicas and sativas are and all these uh, different things and terpenes and cannabinoids, all the, you know, the, the entire spectrum of this plant is uh, paramount. That's why I continue to say that to this day, that you know, athletes need to understand this plant more than anything else that they uh, need to understand because it is this plant that will extend their careers, that does resolve inflammation and all of these other issues with pain um, far beyond what I experienced in pharmaceutical world and I tried them all. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.